James Gunn clarifies who, what, where, when for the upcoming DCU. Is it what you expected? We're also going to discuss the end of the writer's strike and its impact moving forward. But to start everything off, we're going to talk a little bit about Ahsoka Episode 7. And is it really all it's cracked up to be at this point? And maybe get prepared for the finale of the Season 1 of Ahsoka. So let's get into it, everybody. Let's go! How's it going, everybody? Woo! Yay! How's it going? Yay! Oh, there's hearts. How cute. Woo! What's this dude? Huh? Fireworks. Weird. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, it's been, uh, it's been a couple days. How's everybody doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Now, you all could be a little more friendlier. Would it hurt everybody to, you know, join the show live and watch live? Would it? Would it hurt anybody's feelings? It would make me happier. So if you're somebody who's listening to the podcast, just know every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we do this live. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So you should come watch, join. And as always, our unofficial co-host <laughs> of the show, Triton. How's it going, man? General Triton. How's it going? Oh, man. All right. So let's quickly dive into this Ahsoka stuff because there, there's a lot of DC news that I want to talk about. I also want to talk about the the writer strike being over and kind of the impact that we're going to see, whether it's television or Hollywood moving forward or soon with that. Anyways, so Ahsoka, I hadn't, I've had like no time this week. It's been pretty, pretty hectic week for me. So I didn't get to put together my little slideshow I like to do for Ahsoka. The episode though was not bad. It was good. It was not as good as the the previous episode. But I have to say that, uh, you know, it, not every episode has to be balls to the wall exciting. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I have to say that there's people who are complaining about this episode. It makes no sense to me why they're complaining. Um, it, you know, there has to be some down moments. And this wasn't even a down moment. It, was, it had action. It had adventure. It had intrigue. It had everything you wanted. It just wasn't. Anakin heavy. It wasn't Thrawn heavy. And I think people got so used to that in the last few episodes of this show that an episode that doesn't have a big reveal or have a fan favorite character making an appearance. I, I think that that's what, that's what disappointed everyone so much. Uh, I, I, if this episode has, has shown us anything, it's that there's absolutely going to have to be a season two. Because there's no way that they can wrap everything up that they've kind of created and, and, and set in motion in one episode. They just can't, unless it's a two and a half, three hour long episode, which we know is not the case. 
but the episode was fun. It was it was exciting. Seeing Ahsoka reunite with Ezra was great. Seeing Sabine, uh, who thought Ahsoka was dead, seeing you know Ahsoka there was great. The little moment with Ahsoka and uh, and uh, what's her face uh, Shin uh, Shin Hati, I thought was really great because <laughs> you can tell that Shin isn't fully on board with what Balin is doing. Uh, she is, I, I feel like she's kind of, she's kind of caught in this. I can go either way. I could, I could go with Thrawn and be one of his lackeys, or I can explore more of what the Jedi were. She's been very curious of, of who the Jedi were during the, the height of the Republic and Balin just kind of pushes that off. And at one point uh, earlier in the season, talking about how it was that he misses the idea of the Jedi, but it was never a feasible uh, long, long type of community that could thrive. But I think Shin has this idea that maybe, maybe Balin's not right. So I think everybody suspected it, that Shin would probably turn to the light side at some point. Unless she dies. She could die next episode. Who knows? But we shall see what happens moving forward with her. But I think it was a very interesting little interaction with her and Ahsoka. Balin and Ahsoka fought again. Uh, your typical tropes when it comes to a long-form type of content like this, where you have one battle, hero loses, second battle, nobody really loses or wins. Then you're going to have a third battle possibly this next episode and we're gonna see ahsoka come out victorious in some form or fashion if it's not this next episode it could be in season two same thing happened with shin and sabine the first fight sabine lost second fight nobody lost nobody really won we're gonna probably see another fight there and it'll be interesting to see what happens so yeah they're doing the normal tropes but that doesn't mean it hasn't been exciting everything has been really interesting and exciting with this show this show to me and i've said this many times it feels more star wars than star wars has felt in a long long time even more so than the mandalorian more so than Andor, more so than solo more so than any of the sequel movies it feels so star wars to me and i think that's why i like it so much and 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 i can't leave out the guest appearance the the surprise guest appearance of C-3PO in this episode, which I thought was really great. Uh, I, I do prefer, because it was supposed to be a big play on Leia Organa and her impact and, and uh, you know, showcasing that she is a force within the New Republic, I, I do wish that they would just recast the role. Recast the role and have her come in uh, don't need to do CGI. I know they want to do CGI. If they do it, that's fine. But they could simply have an actress come in as Leia and 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 show the impact that she has on the New Republic. Uh, but the C-3PO thing was, wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. I liked it. It's always great seeing 3PO. Somebody made a really interesting comment like, oh, you know, seeing 3PO was great because it really enhances and, and you know, clarifies that you know, the droids are really the narrators of this saga. The problem is, yeah, they were for six movies, <laughs> you know, but that's that's not about Ahsoka or anything like that. Uh, I do want to bring this up because this is really interesting that there are some people who 
like this script trooper guy over on on the X or the Twitters or whatever you want to call it. You know, it still says Twitter.com, but it's actually who knows. Script trooper says five hours in and we still know nothing about this guy. Okay. What's your point? Why is that a bad thing? We don't always need to know every little aspect and every little thing about a character, especially if it's going to be a long form, you know, storytelling. Not only that, but let's not forget that people loved Boba Fett for 40 years and we knew nothing about him. And, uh, you know, he goes, oh, the leaked season plot line was dead on. Nothing happens this season other than Thrawn returning. What a slog of a show. That was the catalyst, and they made it very clear from the beginning that they had to stop Thrawn from returning. That was the MacGuffin. If, if you don't understand that, if you don't want to accept that as the MacGuffin, don't be mad when it's revealed that that is the MacGuffin that they set up from the very beginning of the show. Uh, it's these type of Star Wars fans that, that aggravate me because they're never happy. It doesn't matter how cool, how interesting, how different something is. Uh, they're never happy. Of course, this could be somebody who loved The Last Jedi, and we all know that that movie is absolute garbage. But that's besides the point. That is what aggravates me with, with some things, uh, with some Star Wars fans. But I, I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what you guys think of Ahsoka. I've loved the show so far myself. I am disappointed that next week is the final episode of the season which means we're probably not going to see anything for quite a while within this universe. Skeleton crew, I think doesn't come out until early next year. So yeah, it's going to be a while, definitely going to be a while, unfortunately, but I hope we see something soon. Uh, but yeah, let me know your thoughts in the comments. All right. There's a whole bunch of comments here from Triton talks about because i said it was 6 p.m here and he goes 11 p.m from for me so your fellow yanks have no excuse exactly exactly all you yankees have no excuse for not being here at 6 p.m you know i do get a decent amount of people listening on the podcast like my podcast numbers aren't terrible i just i gotta bring them over to the youtubes come over to the youtubes come join us uh, Triton says, even when Disney gives us something actually good, there'll be complaints. And well, that's with everything. I mean, that really is. The problem is, if you take a look at Star Wars, there's never a time when anybody, there's like never a time when anybody can sit there and say, hey, the, like as a collective, hey, this is pretty cool. This is good. And it's kind of just gotten me annoyed. You know, everybody has this perception that Star Wars or any franchise and pop culture has to be perfect it has to be this one thing and then when you sit back and take a look at it it's never been that one thing it's never been perfect star wars has never been perfect uh, but it's the ability to look past their flaws the ability to see what the artist and what the story is trying to convey and try to build to when you can look past the flaws and see that which very easily and very well done with ahsoka you can see that it's a good show and you can see it's a good, uh, a good form of star Wars. You know, I, I sit there and I'll rag on the last Jedi. I'll rag on the rise of Skywalker. The reason why I rag on those so much is because there is no good story. Uh, you can tell that it was haphazardly put together, you know, but then there's something like Andor. I wasn't a fan of Andor, but I will never sit there and say it was a bad show because it, it was made well and it has a story that it's trying to tell and it's put together very well. Uh, but it's not for me. I'm not a fan of Andor. 
But then again, I'm a fan of Ahsoka and some people don't like Ahsoka, but I don't understand why. That's what I'm trying to get to, Trent. I just don't, I don't understand people. I don't understand. Some think that who, whatever, whoever Balin is searching for will possess him. If that happens, it could help explain why Balin is recast in a possible season two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a very good possibility. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I really have no idea what they're going to do with Balin's character. I, I don't want to see him killed off, but I also don't want to see him recast. I mean, I, I would accept a recast only because there's no other choice, but Ray Stevenson did such a fantastic job in that role. And it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's kind of like the Heath Ledger Joker thing. It's, you see this role that a character that an actor has, has put on and it changes the landscape of that type of character, that character, or even the film or the project that they're in. It makes it so much better. And there's no chance to ever see more of it. And it's just, it's so disappointing. It really is. And Triton says, the dude in that post conveniently forgot Ahsoka's entire arc. Conveniently, yes. He did forget it conveniently, um, which is unfortunate. All right. So. Um, the writer's strike is over. Uh, the Screen Actor Guilds uh, are still on strike. Although they're supposedly going to be meeting with the studios this coming week. Hopefully something gets completed there. But what does that really mean? What does the writer's strike being over really mean for Hollywood at this point? And honestly, it means very little, um, at least from a fan standpoint. That doesn't mean with the writer's strike being over, it doesn't mean we're going to see things come out faster or any sooner than what they're supposed to or what they are going to be coming out as of right now. All those movies that have been delayed, all those projects and TV shows that have been delayed because of these strikes are not going to move and come out any earlier, uh, especially because you need actors. The thing with film and television is you could get by without writers to a certain extent, to a certain point you can get by without the writers. But when it comes to film and TV, you can't get by without actors. And the actors are still on strike. Sure, writing has has commenced and continued and and picked back up for all these projects that are coming out. Specifically, the DCU, uh, other Star Wars projects, the Harry Potter show that's coming out. All these these franchises and all these projects. Sure, the writing has has restarted. The problem is, they can write all this all they want, but until the actors are out. Uh, or back not on strike anymore it doesn't matter so people i think who are excited about this sure great they're done which means that's one you know uh block one or one uh domino that has fallen but there needs to be many others that fall to get the ball rolling for deadpool to to, to start back up for all these movies and shows that we can't wait to see and watch to get started back up Hi, Remy. My daughter just decided to uh, come in my room and, and say hi and let the animals in. So that's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Why don't you go downstairs, okay? All right, bye. <laughs> Kids. Uh, anyway, that's my youngest daughter. Uh, she doesn't quite understand yet to not come in here when I'm on there. I should have locked the door. That's what I should have done. Now the dogs are in here, so that's going to be annoying. Um, anyway, uh, so what does it mean, though? Some people are asking, like... How does this affect you know, one of the big movies that got delayed from this is Dune. 
Dune got pushed to, I think, March of next year. It was supposed to come out in November of this year. It's not going to move again. Uh, not only would that be a little confusing to fans looking forward to seeing it, we still don't know when the Screen Actor Guild will come to an agreement, and it could go on for another two, three, four months, so they need to continue stretching out and pushing some of these films so they have things coming out over the next six to 12 months. Uh, Triton says, apparently a big strike could very much be coming in gaming industry. This definitely ain't over. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was thinking about touching on that today. The The thing is, is it, it, it's not official yet. Uh, yeah, the actors have voted on that if they don't get a deal done that they will they're willing to strike uh, i think a deal will get done and look here's my thing when it comes to to these strikes like the, this strike that's been going on in hollywood right now has has really annoyed me because neither side really really won really the only people that that truly lost are those who are not part of the writers or screen actors guild and the fans, they're the ones who who lost out on everything because so many people on productions who aren't part of those those guilds who rely on these shows and movies to live on the income were out of a job and they couldn't do anything about it. The fans who are excited and want to help support things and and watch movies and TV shows get screwed because, well, there's this this strike going on a strike that could have been prevented. Uh, and both sides, I think, were, were being unreasonable. I, I'm somebody who does not, I do not believe in residual pay when it comes to writers and actors. I think it is, I think it's ridiculous. I think when you sign a contract to sit there and say, yes, I'm going to do something for you. Uh, when you write that script, when you act in that movie, you got paid for doing that thing. And you walk away and you do another. And you do another and you do another. That's my opinion. I do understand, from, at least from like a box office standpoint, you know, like you sign a contract that says if this movie makes $500 million, you get 5% or 3% of that. I get that. But like once it's out of the box office, once it's you know, on streaming, once it's out to the public, I think that, that that changes everything big time. I think actors are paid too much. Writers, I think they... I, I won't say they're paid too much. I won't even say they're paid too little. I just think that uh, there's this unrealistic view on how important some of these writers are. I am all for a competitive, a competitive industry and guilds and, and, and different unions ruin that the competitiveness kind of drops. It, it goes away. There's not that competitiveness that there should be anymore. And that, that bothers me because then you get terrible, terrible content from writers. You know, somehow Palpatine survived or came back or whatever. That kind of crap is just ridiculous. Like that, that that's a line that should not be in a movie. That whole movie should not be a movie. And that's because the writing was terrible in that film. And you know, it's those type of people are sitting there. We deserve more. Well, no, you don't. If you write something crappy, then you get, you don't get jobs. You get paid crappy. If you 
write a movie that makes a billion dollars, then yeah, your next movie that you do, you should be earning more money than you did, you know, prior. That's how the competitive field works. Uh, but I also believe that, you know, studios make way too much money. Um, they should find ways to divvy that up more, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Uh, but I want to know your thoughts. Are you excited that the strike is over? All that stuff. Yeah. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. I want to get to the DC stuff. That's why I'm kind of rushing through this all. Uh, let's see. What do you have for me? Trade? Apparently a big strike. Yeah, we said that already. I have a good friend who does voice acting and been supportive of the strike. So call me biased if you want, but I've been siding with her. And look, I mean, that's, that's great. You can side with, with them. Um, I, I just have a different view on it. And maybe it's because I'm not in the industry. Maybe I have, because I have no skin in the game. I'm just not a union type of guy. I don't like the idea of unions. I think that they've hurt our industries more than helped. I think in certain industries, sure, they're important uh, for safety reasons. But personally, I don't think unions should be dictating pay. I don't think they should be dictating um, you know, different things in, in compensation. I think when it comes to a safety standpoint, absolutely. But writers don't need safety. You know, it's it's compensation they're they're crying about, and if you get a good manager, a good representative to help negotiate a good deal for you, if you can prove that you're a good writer, if you prove that you're you're a drawing actor, somebody who draws the audience in, if you're a good actor, and you can demand more money, that's how you get more money. I don't think that these guilds, these unions, should be there demanding that these writers and actors get more money because a show that a, these people were already paid for happens to get more views on Netflix than any other show ever has. Look, you may, you, you were paid to do that role. You did a damn good job. Guess what? Your next role, you should be getting paid more if you have a good management team. So that's just me. I mean, I, I, I get wanting to side with people who are your friends. If you're in the industry, I get it. But, and I'm not the only one who thinks like this. I mean, even actors and, and, and writers out in Hollywood weren't agreeing with these strikes. So I'm not the only one who thinks that. Triton says, oh, almost forgot last Saturday was mine and my lady friend's fifth anniversary. Well, happy anniversary, sir. Um, somehow you were able to get away because my show was last Saturday and you, you were uh, hanging out on the show last week. So thank you for that. But never, never take your lady friend for granted. And, uh, all that jazz. All right, let me see if I can find this here. All right. Uh, all right. So I'm not going to, you know, go over the entire thing, but uh, James Gunn. Wrong one. James Gunn has actually finally clarified a good bit when it comes to the DCU and what is canon, what isn't canon, and even some of who is going to be showing up in uh, in the upcoming films and, and franchise. So that's exciting. Uh, so James Gunn, uh, there was somebody on Twitter who said, you said DC studio movies and canon and canon start with Superman legacy. Uh, I and many others are still confused. So speaking about like creature commandos and stuff like that, like what, what is canon? What is starting the DCU? 
And he clarifies, he goes, nothing is canon until Creature Commandos next year. A sort of uh, aperitif to the DCU and then a deeper dive into the universe with Superman Legacy, uh, which is after Creature Commandos. Now, don't forget, Creature Commandos is going to be an animated show. I believe it's going to be on Max. Uh, it looks cool. It's got a great voice cast. And it's interesting because we know that he's going to be combining animation and 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 live action into one universe so i think it's really cool i'm excited to see how he does that i know that marvel has been playing with that idea a little bit uh, so let's see how that all goes but he also says it's a very human drive to want to understand everything all the time but i think it's okay to be confused on what's happening in the dcu since no one has seen anything from the dcu yet and i love that he says that because i've been saying that for months we don't know everything and we don't need to know everything right now. We've been so, um, you know, trained for better or worse. We've been trained by Marvel and Marvel studios and these franchises that they reveal a lot anymore building up to what they're building to. You take a look at Marvel and every year they put an outline on screens. Hey, this is what's coming in the next five, eight, 10 years. And then you start hearing casting and, and, reveals and stuff like that let's not forget that you know movies weren't like that before you know 15 years ago 20 years ago films weren't like that it wasn't like that with movies you'd hear hey did you this person was cast as as batman and you'd get it in some you know entertainment weekly or some trade like that there was no big announcement or reveal at comic-con it was just something that was put out on in, in a magazine so that is something that has changed drastically, drastically over the, over the years. But, uh, you know, he also continues. He goes, ah, yes, some actors will be playing characters they've played in other stories, and some plot points might be consistent with plot points from the dozens, dozens of films, shows, and animated projects that have come from DC in the past, but nothing Nothing is canon until Creature Commandos and Legacy. And then he puts a little mermaid at the end there, which I think is a little funny. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get into that, too, in a second. So let's see what you have to say, because I know, Triton, you have a lot to say about this. So let, let's see what you have to say. Trent says, I have nothing to say about this that, that'd be pleasant, especially after an interaction I had earlier with a gun fan. So grotesque. I can't say what they said here on YouTube. Look, that you got to be careful. Every fandom has those, those fans who are just ridiculous and rude, and they just shouldn't be on social media. I get that. But... You and I even had a little conversation, uh, you know, through message the other day about this. And uh, maybe it was earlier today. I don't remember. My days are all crumbled together. And I can see where this misunderstanding is coming from. I really can. So let, let's break this down a little bit. He goes, some actors will be playing characters they've played in other stories. So that right there. Now, he does go on and he does say that Viola Davis uh jolo sholo whatever his name is uh, blue beetle guy and john cena are returning they will be returning as their characters in the dcu now before we move on with what i'm going to say here how is what is happening here with cena 
with Viola Davis and with Cholo any different than what Marvel is currently doing with Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, uh, who else is, is, is rumored to be coming back? Uh, there's some other from those other projects that, you know, rumored to be coming back. It's no different. Uh, and people have accepted that. People are not confused. Yeah, there. I mean, some people are a little like, oh, is that canon or not? But it, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And that quickly blew over with Daredevil. It's the same thing's going to happen with this. This this whole idea, these all these thoughts that, oh, people are going to be so confused because John's seen this Peacemaker here, but the Suicide Squad and the first season of Peacemaker is in canon. Oh, everybody's going to lose their mind. Or Viola Davis, Amanda Waller was in three movies and or three projects. Everybody's going to be confused about that. And, you know, people need to realize that, you know, the general audience isn't as dumb as pop culture fans make them out to be. Uh, they're pretty easygoing and they're pretty willing and open-minded to see things play out. Let's not also forget that it's it it's how you portray the character. It's how you uh, have them show up in the show or, or in the project. That also can affect how people perceive that character. So let's not forget that. So because, yes, yeah, some actors will be playing characters they've played in other stories, which we just went over that. And some plot points might be consistent with plot points from the dozens of films, shows, and animated projects. Pay attention to that. Because some people are stuck on this and saying, oh, so the DCEU isn't scrapped? Well, yes, it is. It, it's scrapped. DCU is scrapped. DCAU is scrapped. DC, you know, anything DC related, basically what he's saying here is in the DCU, we are going to see similar plot points. We're going to see consistencies and similarities to comics, to animation, to movies, to uh, books, whatever's come out in the past from DC, they're going to be borrowing those, those concepts, those ideas, those those stories to some degree. And you may find out that Bruce Wayne, Batman, you know, had a run in with Bane and Gotham city and uh, Talia Al Gold died, you know, during that interaction. That's very similar to what happened in the dark Knight rises. That doesn't mean that the dark Knight rises is Canon and part of the DCU. It's just, it has a similar backstory, a similar story to what happened there. And people just, you know, we talked, we just talked about how the general audience, um, you know, we need to, to trust that they can figure things out. Well, I think it's the pop culture fans, the, the fans specifically of the franchise who pay attention to this stuff. They're the ones who are going to be more confused because they're trying to make it themselves. They, they themselves are trying to make it something and trying to twist what James Gunn is saying into something that he's not saying. That makes sense. Uh, Triton says, as well as having a United fan base backing him and supporting him long term. What did I miss? I missed something. Uh, he goes, it was earlier today, but regardless, you know, my thoughts. If Gunn had let Snyder finish his story, he could do a full clean reboot, which would greatly benefit him in, in terms of explaining his DCU, as well as having a United fan base backing him and supporting him long term. I don't 100% agree to that. Because... 
finishing off, allowing Zack Snyder to finish off his arc, there is no clear direction for that. Triton, I understand you just want the last couple Justice League films that Zack wanted to do. That's great. That's you. That's me. That's a lot of people. But then there's also a large amount of people who want everything connected, whether it's Green Lantern, Justice League 2, 3, Ben Affleck's Batman, Cyborg, Deathstroke, all of that. There's always going to be these fans who want more, want more, want more, want more. And there won't be a United fan base ever backing James Gunn. It wouldn't have mattered who they put in that position. Even if they put somebody in there, even if a James Gunn did it or another person came in and they said, we're doing a full reboot, they still would not be supporting him. And DC Studios understands that. David Zaslav understands that. James Gunn understands that. Saffron understands that. They understand that. And they're going with what they're doing. And they kept, they're keeping people like Cena and Waller and Sholo because they were hits because people liked them in those roles that they were beloved characters. Yes. Beloved. Uh, maybe not so much Waller, but people liked Viola Davis as Waller. They thought that she did great. People loved Cena as peacemaker and Sholo. Everybody says that's the highlight of the blue beetle movie, even though I think the blue beetle movie is amazing. And he said that back in December, he said that we were going to keep what works and that's what he's doing. BlackRock316, what's up, man? He goes, general audience is going to figure it out. Look at the Batman. Great example. Just like my example with Daredevil being in She-Hulk. This is another great example. The general audience is going to figure it out. They're not going to struggle to find figure out what's going on. And honestly, after one or two projects, the old DCEU, those old versions of the characters, they're not even going to think about ever again anymore. That's just how the general audience is. Triton says, my stance hasn't changed and no amount of gun waffling over and over is going to change that. <laughs> I've seen a bit of um, uh, paradigm, paradigm shift in regards to support for gun after this. Some supporters are turning on gun and saying that he has no idea what he's doing. But again, that makes no sense. I don't see how that means, how any of this shows that he doesn't know what he's doing. But I, I've, I've tried to ask people that. How, how can you say he doesn't know what he's doing? what here I, I want to know what here shows that gun doesn't know what he's talking about because honestly or not what he's talking about but what he's doing because honestly i think he knows exactly what he's doing he's keeping as of right now three actors three characters who are all liked by the general audience who are all liked by the fans of the brand he's keeping those those characters possibly a couple more and moving forward with them no different than Marvel keeping the same actor, Charlie Cox, as Daredevil. No different. The general audience has accepted that. They saw him in Spider-Man No Way Home. They saw him in She-Hulk, and they're excited for his upcoming show. No different. The people who want 20 more films from Snyder are very much the minority in the Snyder fan base. How many of us in rational Snyder fans mock them as much as non-Snyder fans do? Eh, perhaps. Uh, BlackRock says if the general audience loved Cavill as Superman, they would have shown up for Black Adam, but they didn't. That's a, that's a, that's a sticky one, BlackRock. I agree that they, they should have been more excited about Black Adam. They should have uh, helped you know applaud his return more so. But again... 
even the Cavill fans, even the DC Snyder fans were not happy about Cavill's return completely. Sure, they were excited that Cavill's back, but whenever they found out that it wasn't Snyder's Snyder Superman, they all turned on the idea. And that's really what killed everything. Friends says, we don't need 20 more films from Snyder. If it just caused Snyder wouldn't have done 20 more films, if Warner Brothers hadn't screwed him, we just need two. And that's why I say animate the Snyderverse. Lawrence Fury, Aquaman Armada. Hashtag Aquaman Armada. That's a weird... Is that like a thing, Lawrence, right now? Is that like a, a new hashtag I'm missing? What's going on, Lawrence? How's it going? Triton says, you say that about the general audience not thinking about Snyder's version of the characters, yet they still love Keaton's Batman and Reeves' Superman. Uh, okay, yes, they love Batman's or Keaton's Batman and Reeves' Superman. Everybody loves them. Specifically because they were the first iterations of those characters. We hear people talk about Keaton's Batman far more than we hear people talk about... Uh, you know, Clooney or Kilmer or Christian Bale, and really even more than Affleck at this point. Uh, people talk about Keaton more. Why? Because he was the first iteration. The, like, not, it wasn't the first iteration, but he was the first mainstream iteration with the type of tone that Batman deserved. Uh, unlike Adam West, people talk about Adam West a good bit too, but again, one of the first earliest versions. Christopher Reeves, same story. People talk about him so much because. He was the first iteration of Superman and people want to try and build off of that is that is the starting point of where Superman should be. Michael Keaton's Batman. That's the starting point where Batman should be. And that's why people love them so much because of the nostalgia, the fact that they were they were the, the characters that they they saw from a very young age. You know, I talked to my my, my sons, my, my boys. You know they're they're more fans of Christian Bale, but they don't talk about him all the time. They're not a big fan of Keaton. They're they're like, oh, cool, Keaton. He was Batman. You know, thirty years, forty years ago, whatever it was. You know, to them, it's like hundred years ago. But regardless, you know, you got to take a look at the fan base. And the Snyder characters were great. Sure, I loved them. You loved them. A lot of people liked the characters and liked the actors, specifically people like Jason Momoa's Aquaman or Ben Affleck as Batman. But when you get down to the nitty gritty of things, James Gunn can only do so much. You know, Ben Affleck doesn't want to return under James Gunn. That's his right. He doesn't have to. So he's got to get a new Batman. He doesn't bring back Cavill because, well, Cavill's a little older. And maybe that's why he also didn't want to bring back. Maybe he didn't even ask Affleck to come back as Batman. Maybe he was just planning on getting somebody younger. And that's that's where things kind of you have to understand when you put somebody in charge of things, just like, you know, everybody fought for, for Snyder Snyder, let him finish his story. Let him finish his story. Let him, he did this. He let him do what he was doing. Oh, it's ridiculous that, that people interfered with, with Snyder. Well, James Gunn deserves the same, right? Cause let's not forget James Gunn did not. James Gunn is not the reason Zack Snyder is no longer at Warner brothers. James Gunn is not the reason why Zack Snyder isn't doing DC films. It's not James Gunn's fault. So to hate on James Gunn because he's not using Zack Snyder's characters, because he's changing direction, that's kind of hypocritical because he was hired to do a job just like Zack was. The only difference is there was a lot of interference with Zack. And rightfully so, the fans got mad. But when James Gunn is hired, long after Zack Snyder has left and he's gone, James Gunn is brought in. 
we should give him the chance, the same respect that we demanded for Zack Snyder to have. It sucks that Zack didn't get to finish his arc. We all agree with that. Even the Snyder, most of the Snyder deniers, the Snyder haters, agreed that everything that happened there was bullshit, that it shouldn't have happened. But that doesn't mean that we should turn around and do the same thing to Gunn. Let's see what he does. Let's see how things play out. This is not a full, full-on reboot, no. But it's enough of a reboot that it's essentially a full reboot with just, just uh, some characters that we've seen in the past. Black Rock says, the way Snyder directs his films, it's like he needs six to seven films to tell a story, and of course he's going to do director's cuts. Triton says, don't get me going, Black Rock. Remember, I'm a mod here. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey be good guys Lawrence says I can't wait to see Gunn's version and Lawrence says it's a full reboot to me exactly that's how we should be looking at it we should just look at it as a full reboot just because there are similar or there are actors playing the same roles or similar roles does not mean it's not a full reboot I mean it doesn't mean that uh, so James Gunn goes, if you think of anything as investing time and effort, no matter what shared universe, you definitely shouldn't be. Every story should be enjoyed and worth par partaking in, in and of itself, without the attachment to an outside world. If it feels like homework, screw it. Shared universes should add fun to the individual stories, not the other way around. The individual stories and characters are much more important to me than the connections between them. And I wanted to bring this, this specific comment up as well because it is a very, 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 very important aspect to understand with Guns DCU. Because a lot of people, a lot of people are criticizing James Gunn for building a shared universe and acting like he doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm going back to that point that, you know, show me, show me what it is that he's done or said that proves that he doesn't know what he's doing. And nobody has been able to do that. Just like I asked people to show me with proof that James Gunn is a liar. Again, you can't show me it because it's all based off of, well, he said that Ben Affleck was interested in directing. He said that in December, and then Ben Affleck in February says he doesn't want to do anything about it. He lied. Well, no, that doesn't mean he lied. It just means in the span of two and a half months or a month and a half or whatever it was, he spoke with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was like, uh, you know what? Not for me. And then whenever he talks about it, he goes, not for me. We don't know what happened between December and February. So to sit there and say that James Gunn's a liar, you don't have all the proof. You don't have all the facts. And that's the kind of stuff that these, these uh, gun deniers, these gun detractors, these gun haters are trying to do. They're trying to, to turn everybody against him, coming up with these false accusations about gun. And, and he knows what he's doing. I mean, this, this here proves to me he knows exactly what he's doing. Because he's taking this idea, he's taking the idea of a connected universe and saying, you know, everybody's gotten so caught up in this idea of everything has to be so convoluted and connected in some way. He wants to get back to where, hey, it's great to have a good solo film, one that's fun, one that's great, that yes, it builds the universe, but we shouldn't be focused, we shouldn't be 
you know, uh, worried so much about what this leads to here. That, to me, shows that he gets it right now. He understands what the big problem is with these big shared universes. That was a problem. Look, look at what has happened this past year with DC projects. People aren't going to see Shazam, Flash, Aquaman, probably, Blue Beetle. Why should I go see it if it doesn't lead to anything? No, that, that's not why you go see a movie. You go see a movie to sit there for an hour and a half, two hours, to be entertained for that hour and a half and two hours. Not for the expectation that I'm going to go sit there for an hour and a half and two hours, and hopefully I get another two and a half hours later down the line. <coughs> and that's what people are trying to trying to say that is important no that's not what is important the important part of a shared universe of building a universe is getting those solo films right that's what made marvel so good in the early stages of the mcu the mcu would not have been successful had iron man sucked had thor sucked had captain america sucked had you know all those, if those films were not good, if the, the focus wasn't solely on that character in that story, the the show would have just it, it would not it, the shows the, the franchise would not have been successful. It wouldn't have. Um, let's see here. Man, I tell you, I got a little heated there. Sorry, Triton, if I scared you. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to at all. All right. So what, what what do you guys got to say? You've all kind of just quieted down in the chat. There's a bunch of you here, but I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know what you have to say about this because, again, I, I, I understand that there's this desire. Just like James Gunn said, there's this desire to know everything that's going on. But when it comes down to it when it comes down to it I, I, we don't need to know everything let it play out let it play out Lawrence says agree and agree Triton says I've had worse much worse dude I don't know what you're talking about I don't know what I miss I miss something Triton I don't know but let me know. I want to know what everybody's thinking here. Let me know what you're all thinking. I am curious. I'm very, very curious. Oh, man. What else? Uh, let's see if there's anything. I mean, people on, on the Twits have been going crazy about all this. And I just don't get it. Don't get it. Um, where's it at? I just saw something. Where did it go? How about that uh um that Argyle trailer today? Lawrence says Superman Legacy is looking good. Triton says I was talking about when you said I hope I didn't scare you, Triton. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there he is, Prime. What's going on, man? What's good, brother? How you feeling? Let me get your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. Everybody wants to hear your thoughts on the latest news with James Gunn. Go for it, man. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, 
I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think a lot of people are having their their own little personal issue with the situation, which to me isn't a big deal. But um, I will say that all this in due time will all be forgotten. Um, you know, because people are still, how should I say, they are attached to things that are the DCEU, which is, which is, you know, which is understandable because we didn't have these characters or the people that was playing these roles for a long time. And now since James Gunn officially said that he was going to do a full, he was going to make the DCU, make a uh, new universe, you know, people were saying, well, is he going to do a full reboot? Is it going to be a partial reboot? Whatever. Me personally, I've always thought it should be a full reboot and just do the, you know, the full, you know, just get rid of everything. But um, just uh, attain, just retaining, I would say it's, you know, three main characters. That's fine. That makes a lot of sense. So, you know, but people are really talking about they're confused and all this stuff. I don't see how these people are being confused and how, you know, the audience or whatever could be confused. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to be confused when you really um, know that for, for the people that don't know, you know, Creature Commandos and Superman Legacy is going to kick it off. But Creature Commandos is going to start it off first. Now, people saying it's going to be a feature film. James Gunn ain't never say Creature Commandos was going to be a feature film. It was going to be an animated series that was going to be streamed on Max. And that is what's going to kick it off. And then later on down the line, after they do the temporary series, they're going to transition those characters or those voice actors that are doing those voices into a live action film or whatever which way that he's going to do it and integrate it there. So Creature Commandos is going to set it off. And I think Creature Commandos is going to, how should I say, uh, intertwine right into Superman Legacy. And for the, you know, for the general casual audience and for the people that's probably not going to watch Creature Commandos on Max as the series, I think Superman Legacy might, how should I say, go back? Well, might say something about Creature Commandos or what actually happened in the film. And then people can go back and watch the series and then they can, you know, catch up from there. So it's pretty much going to be self-explanatory. It's going to be very, very simple. Um, it's not going to be that hard. And the and the way James Gunn is going to conduct this, I'm all for it because he's going to uh, bring characters that's in DC lore that people don't even know. If you're not a DC aficionado, you're probably not going to even know these characters, which is a good thing. Because, and my last take would be, people cannot get mad and critique and get mad, well, this character is this, this character is that. Why? Because they don't know the characters. So you can't get mad if you're not official DC aficionado because they're not Batman. They're not Superman. It's not Wonder Woman. And just being the main characters, he's bringing other characters that are that are main that are, you know, I'll say, you know, B, uh, B tier, C tier characters. And he's going to bring them over and integrate them with the tier with the uh, A tier characters. So. I have no problem with it. I understand his direction and what he's trying to do, and I'm all for it. So Triton says, Creature Commanders is going to flop. I'm sorry. They're E-tier characters. Outside of the super ultra mega hardcore 1%, no DC fan cares about them. This isn't like Guardians of the Galaxy being filmed 10 of the 
being filmed ten of the oh being the tenth film in the MCU. Okay, I, I understand what you're saying there, which is why it's animated, which is why it's going to be something that hey, this is a connective tissue to the DCU. It's not going to be something that you have to watch to get into the DCU, but hey, it's our first it's our first adventure within the DCU, so. Why not check it out? You don't have to. You may not like it. You may want to watch it. You may not want to watch it. It is what it is. I don't think they're sitting there banking on Creature Commandos being this huge, massive success. I think they're just kind of like, hey, this was an idea that James Gunn had that he was working on. And then he got the job. He's like, hey, I can squeeze this and make this fit into the DCU. So let's continue it and put it in the DCU. I think that's why I did that. Uh, Well, I will say this is that. He's saying that nobody's going to be interested in it. I beg to differ because for the simple fact is, is that if you haven't read the book and haven't really done your due diligence and get a synopsis of what the creature commandos and what the story is about, you're, you're basically going in blinded and assuming that it's going to be trash. Creature Commandos is not trash at all. For the people that don't know, Creature Commandos was a series and it was only a limited series. So <laughs> here's, here's a good example, you know, when it comes to like comic content that people don't know about and they put it out in animation and, and you know, just see what happens. Look at Invincible. Invincible. I yeah. never heard of Invincible. I mean, I'm not a huge comic book aficionado or anything, but I never heard of Invincible. And when that show came out, I heard people talking about it. So what did I do? I checked it out and it was awesome. It was great. I liked watching it and mm-hmm. it was fun. The same thing could happen with Creature Commandos. Will it? We don't know until it comes out, but that's probably their hope. They're probably hoping like, hey, people, once people start talking about it, they'll probably go check it out. Absolutely. And and, and, the, and the thing about it is, is that it's going to now. I mean, this is not something that James Gunn stated, but this is just my belief on how it was going to be. Uh, how it's going to start. I believe Creature Commandos is probably going to start at the tail end of 2024, maybe towards the end of the summertime, going into the fall. And that's where they'll start it. Why I say that is because Superman Legacy comes out in July of 25. So if you do it in that manner, and it all depends too. We don't even know if he's going to do Waller as well. Because Waller is going to be animated as well, because that's going to be a series. So we know that Peacemaker, Waller, um, all these all these animated titles, they're going to be coming out. How it's going to be executed is going to be the question. But, you know, people just have to wait and see on how it's going to be executed. I just believe it's going to be at the tail end of the year, which makes a lot of sense because it's going to start up the DCU. By that time, by that time, you know, uh, Aquaman is ending the DCEU. That's it. Aquaman 2. That's it. That's the last of it. It'll be done. So anything that is pertaining to DC, anything by live action wise or animation, I mean, you're still going to have the animated movies that's still going to be coming out, you know, in the uh, the DCAU, of course. But um, other than that, pertaining to the DCU, like I said, People are not really going to, how should I say, really be all up in the D.C. all like that until that time, you know. And again, like you stated, there's going to be a lot of people that may not watch Creature Commandos. They might go back to it after Superman Legacy. But you still. So if you take out 
creature commandos and people just only for the cinematic universe. We don't, we still have a full year in what? It's only September. So we got a year in, I would say almost two years basically before Superman Legacy comes out. Yeah. So you have to think about that. That's a long time. So people's not. Yeah, I don't think it, it might hit that that release date. It may get pushed back. It could come out earlier. Who knows? But um, true, it could. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the Waller the Waller series is going to be live action, but she is going to be in Creature Commandos, which is animated as well. So right, yeah, that's why I say everything is going to intertwine. It's all going to interject. It's all going to intertwine with each other. It just depends on it. Just depends on how it's going to be executed, and. Um, Yes. Triton is sitting here saying, I have no idea who the hell they are, nor do I know if it'll be crap or not. But frankly, given how I've treated how I've been treated as a DC fan since 2016, I'm not exactly feeling charitable and changing any of that. And that goes back to my comments earlier is you need to uh, we as a fan base and I'm saying this as the royal we all of us as a DC fan base. We need to put the past behind us. Everything that happened under the old regimes we have to put it behind us. This is a completely new regime, completely new direction. They're trying to start fresh. We have to give them a chance. I, I think to to sit there and hold James Gunn in the DC studios and David Zaslav, um, you know, partially responsible for what happened in 2016, 2017, and and up until recently, I, I don't think that's uh, that's fair. I think we need to give them a chance. Yes, absolutely. And I, I tell people, just give it a chance. And I, and, and, I, and I get it. But you have to remember the normies, the general casual audience, they're not going to know the full aesthetics of what actually happened prior with Warner Brothers and everything that happened with DC, how we got to this point, what actually happened and what was actually going on. Mm -hmm. um, there are pieces. That, I mean, the information and everything is out there. Um, is I mean, it's fully out there, so you would know exactly the timeline on how we got to this point. But people have gotten set since you know 2013. We got something, and it was divided, and that's fine. But at the same time, with that divide, you have to remember, um, and it's, it's never going to change my look at it because you know at the time Marvel was at its peak at 2013. It was just getting to its peak. Cause I forget, didn't? Cause Avengers came out in what? When it? 2000? 2012. That's what I'm saying. So Avengers came out in 2012. So right after Avengers came out in 2012, everybody was pretty much into Marvel. And once DC really started coming to fruition and get his legs, you know, and start and start, you know, yeah, you have your hardcore DC fans. I was going to, you know, that started with it. I don't want to go all into it, but. You have that audience and people that were interested in to watch it. And yes, people, you have those people that were thinking DC was Marvel and it's not. And, you know, then you have the now we have more information now pertaining to critics and all that stuff like that. I've been I've been telling people all the time critics get paid and they can monopolize and manipulate what they hear, what they can tell them to say because they do get paid. So that information is out there. So it's been an article. It, the article was out there from um, who did that? I don't know if it was Variety. I think it was Variety that did that. But it was a full-fledged article pertaining to that. So now people are starting to see that critics, they can be bought. 
You know, they can be bought to say a particular narrative to push the agenda. So you have to look at it from that. And now, you know, now people are starting to appreciate the the DCEU well, the beginning of of the DCEU. I can't talk, I can't say the tail end, but the beginning of it, people are starting to truly, truly appreciate it now and starting to see what it was. But at the time, everybody was stuck on Marvel. So, you know, you know, but I would say with the two years going to be a layoff, it's going to be a reboot, it's going to be a start. And I believe James Gunn is going to do a press probably sometime in 2024, probably in the middle of the summertime or maybe at the beginning for the normies and the general audience and the people that have a full understanding of what is about to come. How is he putting this together? Because those people, just like when he did the full announcement or the, the pre the pre announcement back in what was that <clears throat> January this year? Yeah. So when he did the pre announcement, people seen it. They just didn't have a full idea. So now he'll have a full. Now he can do a full and get people a full aesthetic and let people know what is about to come. How is this going to be done? Because you know, like I say, people are com- confused. You know, you still got people thinking that James Gunn is the one responsible for all the DC movies of twenty thirty. 2030. No, he's not. He has nothing to do with those films. Those films are already greenlit and done three to four years ago. Okay? (laughs) So people, they just have to carry them out because they're under contract. They got to do that and they got to go with it. So people just got to understand and go from there. So yeah. And you know, Triton says, wait and see is tiring. I saw an article a week ago that particularly earliest we'll see a JL film from Gun would be 2030. I'll be 34, dude. Um, that's, I mean, that's a prediction. I, I could see it happening a lot sooner than that. Uh, of course, we got to get through these strikes, <laughs> get them all completed uh, and, and back on track, you know, get everything back on track. But uh, that's just a prediction. We, we've only seen a handful of the first couple years of what James Gunn has up his sleeve. And we know that a lot of these characters are going to be established within the universe already. So uh, we could see them, you know, a lot sooner in some form or fashion down the line. I, I think that to sit there and think that oh, we're not going to see a JL until 2030, I don't think they're going to. I don't think David Zaslav would allow that. That he wants that out soon. We're going into 2024 here. I would say by 2026, 2027 at the latest, we're going to see a Justice League movie. I I don't I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. Not not that not that fast. Not that early. You know, I I would say I would say because this is the this is the thing that people are missing of what David Zaslov was trying to uh, pretty much say and what he wanted. And people are basically misunderstanding the uh, how should I say the blueprint of what they're trying to do. They're not trying to make MCU films or MCU type movies. They're trying to do the template of what Marvel did and what they constructed when they first started out, meaning that they want to build up to something to get to that point. Now, to or, but to use the Trinity and use those main characters to introduce the new characters that they're going to introduce and build that universe as a whole. I don't think the Justice League is going, is going to be a while. Because you got to remember that phase one, the monsters and creatures, is it creatures and monsters? Um, that first is going to be a while. Justice League ain't even in that. So but we didn't we didn't hear everything in that though. Right, he didn't you didn't announce remember. everything in that. 
Right, but you got to remember when you go back to that slate. Actually, I'll share it to you later, so you'll actually see if you still have it. You got to remember, we got Superman Legacy. We're going to have the Authority. We're going to have Swamp Thing. We're going to have that Green Lantern series. Then we're going to get um uh, Booster Gold. Then we're going to get the Batman Bowl. Then we're going to get the the Wonder Woman story pre Wonder Woman because it's basically going to be based on the Amazon. So we don't know if that's going to be a series for Max or will be transitioned into a feature film. We don't know, you know, and we also got the Supergirl film. So you have to remember, they're not going to do no Justice League for a while. So they're going to build this up so people can understand individual characters and then characters that are in the DC universe. For instance, Superman Legacy will introduce a lot of people. They, Mr. Terrific, we probably going to get Plastic Man. We're going to get all that stuff. So there's going to be a lot of individuals that's going to be introduced by utilizing the Trinity. And utilizing the Trinity, that's what's going to bring the people. And they're going to see what those characters are about. And then they can tail off with that. But I, I'm, a Justice League movie or or uh, um or Justice Society or, you know, Justice League of America film, whatever, which one they want to call it. We're not going to see that for a while. They're going to build this universe and fully build this up. And you have to remember, you also have DC Elseworld as well. So they might do other projects and put that in DC Elseworld. So the sky is the limit. It's all about how it's going to be executed and how it's going to be done. And I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to it. We just got a while. We just got a while. And you know, we'll see how we'll see how the first at bat is going to be with Creature Commandos and how it gets started. You know, so we'll see how that see how that goes. But we have a while. We're gonna have a minute. And again, like I say, I'm all for it. Yeah. So. I mean, regardless, I'm all for it too. But uh <laughs> thanks for stopping by Prime. I know I gotta get, get wrapping this up, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to know everybody's thoughts. I want to know what everybody thinks about this. It was great conversation over in the chat today. So thank you, everybody, for conversing. This is a really, this is an exciting time for DC fans. And uh, I just hope that they start to realize it. I, I really do, because I, I think this is, we, this is the brightest the future has been for DC uh, film and television uh, that I think it's ever been. Uh, so I think people need to, to realize this and, and get excited. I do. Oh, yeah. And before you close, a lot of people are starting to catch on to the anime thing. They're starting to catch on. They're starting to see that. They're starting to see that for the Snyderverse to even continue, it has to be animated. And there's a lot of people starting to catch on, and they're starting to use rational thinking to really understand is that anything pertaining to the Snyderverse or anything pertaining to the DCU of that is not happening in live action no more. It's done. The only way that story is going to be continued is through animation and comics. And a lot of people are starting to wake up to that idea because you don't have a choice. That's the only way it's going to be done. So, hey. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But thanks, Ryan, for being on. Uh, again, everybody, you know, just throw your comments in the, in the comments section and I will reply. We'll talk. And if there's enough comments and enough discussion, Maybe we'll do another video this weekend or next week to discuss. Um, but with all that said, everyone, thank you so much for watching, and I'll talk to all of you later.